Welcome to the Factory Youth Podcast. This is a weekly teaching podcast from the Factory Youth at Calvary Chapel, Vera Beach. Uh, tonight, I want to talk on the subject of lessons in serving God. Lessons in serving God. That's sort of my message title and thought for tonight. All right, Acts chapter 15, beginning in verse 36. If you want to follow along, again, you can click on the events uh, tab on the YouVersion Bible app. You can follow along the notes there as well. Um, Or if you have an old school Bible, you can open to Acts 15, um, verse 36. This is one of the most interesting passages of Scripture. We'll read it, and then we'll get into it. It says, After some days, Paul said to Barnabas, quote, Let us return and visit the brothers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are, end quote. Now Barnabas wanted to take them with them John called Mark. But Paul thought it best not to take with them the one who had withdrawn from them in Pamphylia and not gone with them to the work. And there arose a sharp disagreement. Now pause for just a moment. Little context. So Barnabas is like, hey, let's do this thing. Let's bring Mark. And Paul's like, we're not bringing Mark. Why? Well, because he didn't get to work with us when we were in Pamphylia. And we don't have that story, but apparently it was a big deal. And it says, then there arose a sharp disagreement. So they separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul just chose Silas and departed, having been commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. And after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, uh, let us return. Oh, I just copied and pasted the same verses twice. Alrighty then. This is getting off to a weird start. Okay, uh, chapter, the next chapter. So moving on into chapter 16. So strengthening the churches, end of 15, verse 1, next chapter. Paul came also to Derbe and Elystra, and a disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium, but Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they went on their way through the cities, they delivered to them four... um, Delivered to them for observance the decisions that had been reached by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem. So the churches, churches were strengthened in faith, and they increased the numbers daily. Golly, that was so, so hard. I'm going to pray because I feel like I need to restart. All right. Father, thank you for your grace. Help us, help us understand what you want to say to us. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Could we all, like, clap or something real quick? Okay. Thank you. All right. We're good. All right. Okay, now this is an important story for a number of reasons. Um, But one of it, one of the reasons is it shows um, how serious they took what they were doing. It introduces new key people to the early church story. And this is key in what we're going to really talk about. Shows the humanity of the people that serve God. As we break this down, I want us to see four lessons in serving God. The first one is this. Serving God is hard and requires faithfulness. Serving God is hard and it requires faithfulness. We see that this sharp disagreement happens between Paul and Barnabas 
over this guy, Mark. Now, these two, Paul and Barnabas, are the key players so far in the book of Acts. So we follow Peter and James and John, and then we introduce to Saul of Tarsus, who is persecuting the church. He then gets saved. He goes into uh, the town of Damascus, where there's a guy named Ananias there who's kind of sketched out about Saul of Tarsus. And then Barnabas shows up. Barnabas shows up to Saul, and when everybody else was kind of pushing Saul out, like this guy kills Christians, we don't know about this guy. Right? Imagine somebody shows up to church that you knew, like had, had hated on or even persecuted or maybe even to the extreme degree murdered a Christian that you knew. And they like come waltzing into church. You'd be like, ah, I don't know. And so Barnabas grabs Saul and Barnabas begins to disciple Saul. He tells him about Jesus, the grace of God, walks through the scriptures with him, is encouraging him into all that God has for him. Then they were sent out by the church in Antioch to go start planting churches. They had crazy success. God was doing amazing things. Now all of a sudden, they're gearing up for round two, missionary trip round two. They're like, let's do this thing. Paul and Barnabas were boys. Let's go. And Barnabas is like, yo, I want to bring Mark. Now Mark was his cousin. He's like, let's, I want to bring Mark. And Paul's like, nope, I'm not going to do it. We're not bringing Mark. Well, why? Because last time when we were in Pamphylia, do you remember? The work got hard. It was difficult. And Mark left. He split. He went home to his parents. We're not doing that again. When ministry gets hard and life is difficult and we need guys to have our back, we can't have Mark bailing on us. And Paul's like, we're not bringing Mark. And Barnabas is like, no, 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 we don't understand. we got to bring Mark. And what we see here, we see this, this radical confrontation happen, so much so that the powerhouse of Paul and Barnabas ends. I actually pre preached a message a long time ago on relationships using this text, and I talked about how to break up. I talked about, how, like, dating, how to break up. So if you're looking for a message on how to break up, if you go to the podcast way back, I think it was in our This Could Be Us series, maybe? Yeah, like 2016, way, way back, a series called This Could Be Us, How to Break Up. We use this text, okay? So uh, you can look that up, free information. Anyways, the, 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 there's a sharp disagreement. The powerhouse that is Paul and Barnabas, it ends. No longer are they together. Now, this is, this is pretty radical to think about how the only reason Paul is in the ministry in the way that he is is because of Barnabas. Barnabas saw something in Paul when everybody else just saw him as a murderer. And he discipled him, he encouraged him, he raised him up. And now it's almost like, it's almost like this student became the master kind of thing. And Paul's like, Barnabas, you don't get it, bro. And Barnabas is probably thinking like, Paul, don't, what do you mean? You don't get it. Like, this is what we're all about. We're all about discipling people. We're all about bringing people along. You don't get it, bro. Because that's how they talked. And then Paul's like, nuh-uh. And they, they, they end. They go their separate ways. But the point is this. Because we can't say one is right and the other is wrong. There's a reason that Barnabas wants to bring Mark and Paul does not. And the reason is because Mark left because the ministry was too hard. Paul recognizes, this is key, that the people that serve with him need to be willing to go through hardships and not give up serving God is not always miracles and salvation and awesome experiences 
Serving God, oftentimes, in fact, most of the time, it's difficult, it's tedious, it's lonely, and it's hard. When you decide, if you decide, okay, first I'm placing faith in Jesus, I want to walk with him, I want to have a relationship with him. Step one, amazing. As you grow in your relationship with God, something inside of you goes, do you know what? I feel like I want to be part of this. I don't want to just watch. I don't want to just observe. I want to be a part of what God's doing. And when you step then into serving God, what you need to understand is that it gets hard. There's friction. There's difficulties. Things don't go your way. You're like, wait, I thought it was going to be awesome, and it's actually really lonely and depressing. And I thought God, me serving him, meant that I would have more friends, I would have more opportunities, life would just be so cool. And I start serving God and I find that it's difficult and it's lonely and it's hard. And in order to serve God successfully, we must be willing to go through those hard days. I think we as a culture like easy and convenience, right? We like things like nice and easy. Really quick. I don't want to wait long. Like I'm Amazon Prime all day. Like if it doesn't show up the next day, I don't want it anymore. You know what I mean? Like because if I order it and I, have to, I don't know if I'll want it in a week. I want it now. Like we like easy. We like convenience. We like right now. So when serving God or walking with God becomes difficult, listen to me, especially if you're, if you're new to salvation, if, you're, if you just started this thing out. When life gets difficult, we tend to just move on to something easier. We're like, yeah, I'm good. This is hard. I'm good. I'll, I'll, it was easier before. It's easier with this group of friends. It's easier just doing this thing. So walking with God is hard. Serving God is difficult. So I'm just moving on to something else. Listen, we have to be people that are faithful even when it's difficult. So this argument happens. Was Paul right? Well, yes. Paul is right. It, for Mark... Mark needed to learn that ministry and walking with God is hard. And sometimes, even when you don't feel like it, Mark, I'm sorry, you got to keep going. So Paul was right, but, but he was also wrong. Paul is right, absolutely. It, it is. Ministry is hard, and, and, and it's difficult, and it requires faithfulness. But also, second serving lesson that we need to understand is that serving God requires grace and second chances. Serving God is hard, and it requires faithfulness. And we got to be willing to walk through those difficulties even when it doesn't make sense or even when it's not convenient. But at the same time, serving God requires grace and second chances. Paul saw Mark as someone who gave up and wasn't ready to go again. Barnabas saw him as someone who made a mistake and needed a second chance. So Barnabas was going to do what he could to encourage Mark. And these are two sort of seemingly contrasting principles and philosophies. Sorry, I thought I heard someone say something funny. Both are right and both are necessary. Both of the faithfulness and the difficulty is necessary and the grace and second chances are necessary. We must be willing to go through difficulty and remain faithful but we also need to recognize that God gives us grace and second chances. Mark's failure did not disqualify him from being able to serve God. Right? Barnabas saw like, yeah, Mark, you failed. You gave up. You left. 
Paul, Paul was like, I can't, I can't roll with that. I can't, I can't have that on my team. Paul wasn't wrong. Paul just knows, like, the ministry is serious. Okay, imagine your life as walking with God is, is a series of decisions, because it is. So you walk through, you have a decision. Am I going to do what God wants me to do, or am I going to run, or am I going to fail? Decision. Maybe in the past you ran or you failed. So a new opportunity. There's going to be another time. Okay, you have an opportunity to, to speak up for somebody who's being bullied or whatever. Or you have an opportunity to go to a party and misbehave. Or you have an opportunity, whatever it is. And maybe in the past you, you, like you've made the wrong choice. <laughs> now you have another opportunity. God is giving you a second chance to walk through difficulty and remain faithful. So serving lesson number two, it's about grace and it's about second chances. All right, number three. You, make, you guys still with me? Yeah. All right, serving God requires good friends. Serving God requires good friends. This whole story, to break it down really simply, is about who you surround yourself with. We need people like Paul who will call us out and tell us to step up. Like Mark needs Paul in his life. Because in order for Mark to be able to grow into whatever God is doing in him, he needed Paul to tell you, listen, buddy, you're not ready yet. You're not there yet. If you're going to step into this, you've got to be willing to go through this difficulty. Listen, we need people in our life that will tell us, hey, you need to, you need to step up. You need to step into faith. You keep falling back. You keep messing up. You need to keep moving forward. And that's what he's doing for Mark. And listen, eventually Mark and Paul worked together again, and Mark grew. Listen, this is 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 11. This is the last letter that we have written by Paul. He says this, Luke alone was with me who wrote the book of Acts. He says, get Mark and bring him with you, for he is very useful to me for the ministry. Something happened in Mark, right? Mark later on was very useful to Paul in the ministry. That's, that tells me that Mark probably grew up. Probably he realized, man, I blew it. I, I, I left when it got hard, and I shouldn't have done that. But Barnabas encouraged me, and he wasn't done with me yet. And then Mark became useful to Paul later on in ministry. But we also, listen, we need people that call us out, but we also need people like Barnabas that will encourage us when we failed. In all of this, they need people that they got along with and that, and that would help them serve God. That's what it was all about, right? It was all about getting people around them that they got along with and that helped them serve God. Serving God was at the center of these guys' friendships, right? This whole fight, this whole fight, if you remove serving God from the equation, there's no fight, right? Their whole thing, Paul was like, this is how we're going to be successful in serving God. And Barnabas was like, I don't think so. This is how we're going to be successful in serving God. Whatever the case, the centerpiece of their friendship was serving God. Serving God was not like an extra thing. Like, oh, yeah, we're friends because we go to the same school. Or we're friends because we have similar interests. Or we're friends because we make each other laugh. Or, or, or we're friends because of this, that, and the other. The, the centerpiece of their friendship was serving God. All of those other things were extra, Right? Paul was like, I get along better with Silas and Timothy than I do with Mark and Barnabas. 
serving God was at the center, but they, they surrounded themselves with people that got al- they got along with and that helped them serve God. And we need people in our life. Listen to me. We need people in our life that are going to help us serve God. Your life, God has called you, foreordained you for good works to walk in them. Ephesians uh, 2.10 says you were created by God. You were created by God for good works that you would walk in them. God created you to do something. To participate and partner with him as he brings the kingdom of heaven here to earth, here and now. So other people can experience the life and the freedom and the grace and the compassion and the mercy and the goodness that is found in relationship with God. Your life is designed to serve God and to walk with him. And so the people that you surround yourself with, listen to me, it's so important. The people that you surround yourself with should help you serve God. They should inspire you to tell others about Jesus. They should fire you up to stand up for what's right, even when it's difficult. They should be ones that are cheering you on when you make a good decision, not laughing at you for not going to that party. You want people in your life that are saying, you are killing it. Look at you. You finished that Bible reading plan. I'm so proud of you. Look at you. You're raising your hands in worship. A month ago, you were too afraid to even come forward. And now look at you. You want people that are firing you up to serve God. If if, if your friendships are keeping you or you feel like, I can't. I can't really engage in worship because what if my friends laugh at me? Or I can't, I can't talk about what I read today because they're not reading anything. Listen, you need better friends. You need, I mean, that's just a fact. Or you need to be that person and be like, I'm done with this. We're, we're done playing around. This is dumb. Let's get serious. Because serving God is about who you surround yourself with. All right, final thought, worship team, you guys can come up here. Serving God is about God's plans and God's ways. Serving God is about God's plans and God's ways. This story, among other things, is about God using a human mistake and making it work for the better. Now, obviously... Paul and Barnabas should have been mature and worked it out, right? These, are, these guys are in the Bible, and they couldn't get over a little argument. Like, their argument was so big that they derailed the, the powerhouse that was Paul and Barnabas. Like, you read the story, and you're like, are you kidding me? Like, you guys, are you that dumb? Like, don't you know that it's both? <laughs> don't you know it's 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 difficult, and you got to be faithful, and you need grace and second chances. Like, here we are. We get it. Paul and Barnabas, you're the Bible. How come you can't get it? They didn't. They didn't get it. The cool thing is that this isn't the end of the story. Now, it's also cool the Bible doesn't sugarcoat anything. It doesn't leave out stories that make the heroes look bad. Although sometimes I wish they would. Like, sometimes in the Bible, I was like, couldn't we have left out the whole, like, David and Bathsheba thing and just, like, talking about David and Goliath and, like, all the good stuff he did? Like, couldn't we have left out Paul and Barnabas when they, like, couldn't we have left out, like, 
the book of Ecclesiastes, when, Song of, or when Solomon stopped following God and started being an idiot. Like, sometimes the stories are like, could we have left out the part of Moses' life when, when he disobeyed God and struck the rock when he was supposed to speak to the rock and then he wasn't able to go to the promised land? Like, all of these heroes of the faith have, like, stories. You know what I mean? They're like, ah, <laughs> how do we explain that one? But listen, the reason, the reason those stories are in the Bible is it's not just about making the heroes look bad. In fact, it leaves them in to show just how great God is. Because listen, like Paul is not the main character in the Bible. David, not the main character in the Bible. Solomon, not the main character in the Bible. Moses, not the main character in the Bible. You know who the main character in the Bible is? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's all about him. And so what happens is when you have these people that have made huge mistakes and God uses them anyways, it shows how good our God is that he uses messed up people. Because I don't know about you, but I relate to the messed up people. Like Peter denying God, I get that. Thomas doubting, I get it. Paul getting mad at his buddy and like breaking up a good friendship, I get that. Because it shows how good and gracious God is. But listen, this is so cool. The division, the breakup, only multiplied the ministry. Now, instead of one missionary group going out, you have two. And instead of two key characters, you have five. You have Barnabas, son of encouragement, who continued on in that name. You got Mark. You got Silas. You got Timothy and Paul. And all of these guys did big things. In fact, Mark is the same guy that wrote the gospel of Mark. So you got Matthew, Mark, his book. So this guy at one point, well, Paul was like, sorry, bro, you can't come with me. Whatever that did in him stirred something up to go, all right, fine, I'll write the Bible. You got Timothy, went on to be the pastor of one of the largest churches in the ancient world. In fact, the history tells us that they rented the biggest coliseum in Ephesus to hold their Sunday gatherings. And that Timothy was the pastor. And we get two books of the Bible written to Timothy. Some of the most important books of the Bible. In fact, in Timothy, we get the verse that says, let no one despise your youth, but be an example of godliness to the people around you. So we like get big verses as a result of, of Timothy. So when we look at this story, we're like, Paul and Barnabas, you knuckleheads. Like, why did you, you guys should have just stayed, the two of you, you were so impactful. Then you zoom out, and you're like, wait a second. At first, what looked like division was actually causing multiplication. This thing that looked like, oh no, we got a breakup. God's like, don't worry, I'll take the two, and I'll make it five, <laughs> and I'll just multiply on down the road, because that's what God does. He takes mistakes, he takes brokenness, he takes failure, he takes weakness, he takes struggle, he takes flat on our face, and he turns it into something that causes him to get the glory. That's the story. It's about Jesus. <laughs> you guys can clap for that. So it, whether, it's as, whether it's as seemingly insignificant as like two guys getting in a fight and 
being done with ministry together. They reconcile. They have more awkward confrontations. Um, Galatians has got one between Paul and Barnabas. That's a little weird. Um, but they, they work it out, and God uses them. So the encouragement for us in the lesson of serving God is that God does what he's going to do. It's about God's plans and God's ways. And when, from a human perspective, when we're like, you guys, you guys messed up what God was doing, from a heaven's perspective, God's like, actually, you're playing right into my plan. You thought you wanted just one group going on a second missionary journey. I wanted two groups going to two totally different places to reach new people because that's what God's about. Let's all stand together. I'm going to pray for us. Father, we thank you for your grace. God, you, we thank you that you're not done with us.